Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. Family, excuse the fan if you hear it in the background. Yes, this is hot, okay? It's got done working out, so. But the Lord, I tell you, he be giving me that fire while I'm working out. I'm telling you, he be just like downloading into me. He is so mighty, y'all. So, we gonna be reading out of Luke 8 and Matthew 13, okay? Because the Lord... He's saying some of his children ain't getting what he set you free from. Because we say who the son says free is free indeed. We say that Jesus has set us free. But do you really understand what being set free means? Okay. So let's start at Luke 8 starting at verse 4. One day Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear them. A farmer went out to plant his seeds as he scattered across his field some seeds fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it other seed fell among rocks it began to grow but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants still other seeds fell on fertile salt this seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as has been planted. When he has said this, he called out, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples asked them what this parable meant. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but I use parables to teach the others so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they look, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't really, they won't understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. Hold on, family. My kid's being loud. Okay, family, I'm sorry. It says, I'm going to start back at verse 11. The meaning of the parable, the seed is God's word. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a, a while, then they fall away from They fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fell among thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by cares and riches and pleasures of this world. And so they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represents honest, good-hearted people who hear God's words, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Okay, family. So first, we're going to start about this, right? We all need to be praying to be good soil. We got to pray to the Lord and be like, Lord, we I need to be good soil in your kingdom, Father. In the name of Jesus, I need deep roots. I need to be rooted in you. Hallelujah. Okay? Because we know Jesus is divine and we are the branches. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? And um, we got to be rooted deeply. Now, do you see how he says patiently produce a huge harvest? Remember when Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Lord your God, right? You got to feed your spirit because your spirit needs to eat. Hallelujah. You got to exercise your muscles, okay? And I'm going to bring it to you like this because listen, you said she been working out. So I'm going to bring it to you like this. 
when you first beginning to work out, you don't want to do it and it hurts. But as you keep on pushing yourself and you keep pushing yourself, it gets better. And when I say push yourself, I say that loosely because it's the Lord who encourages me. I can't speak for everybody else, but the Lord is who encourages me to get up and do what I do. All glory goes to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I digress. You got to exercise your spirit man. Your spirit man needs to be doing sit-ups, crunches, squats. Your spirit man need to do that. And how the spirit man works out is by reading the Bible. Because you're waiting for your harvest to be uh, produced. You got to patiently wait for the harvest of God's word. But if you're good soil, you will produce a harvest. God's word will not return back to him void. You got to remember, we got to go back to the garden. We are nothing but dust and ashes. Do you hear me? We are nothing but dust and ashes. So we need the Lord. He is the good farmer. So when you hear being set free, you got to get set free from yourself. You got to get set free from your flesh. You can't operate out your flesh. Okay. And I know when I say that people be like, well, what do you mean? We all fall short to the glory of God. Yes, but the blood is there so we can keep on going. Right. Hallelujah. So I want to take you to Matthew 13. Because we can't use this flesh as our excuse. God wouldn't call us to live a holy life if it weren't possible. God is the God of possible. All things is possible with God. So the fact that he has called us to live holy, us falling short to the glory of God is not an excuse. It's not an excuse. To be comfortable in your sin is not an excuse. It's just not. So let's go to... Verse 24, here is another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the the weeds also grew. So you got to understand, right? The enemy, he's gone. This is, this is what he does. The thief comes to plant a seed, right? Because he knows that if, if if he can plant seed in good soil, that it can take root and grow. That's why you got to constantly be uprooting and, and, and planting back the word of God. This is why you got to renew your mind daily because the enemy's coming to plant seeds. That's what he does. And it's up to us. We have the choice to water that seed or to uproot it. Okay. That's, that's the choice, but you got to get set free from yourself because your flesh is always going to want to go with what the enemy planted in you. That's the thing. We give too much glory to the enemy. All he does is come and plant a little raggedy seed and waits for it to grow. But it's up to you to be like, nah, I uproot this seed. If you're dealing with anger, if you're dealing with bitterness, if you're dealing with resentment, if you're dealing with abandonment, it's up to you to uproot that seed, to give that seed to God and ask him to destroy it. That's the choice that you have. The enemy has no power until that seed takes root and begins to grow. Then he'll keep on adding seeds. But if you're if you're uprooting the seeds that he plants, you're going and you're feeding your spirit, man. You're going to produce a harvest from the spirit. But if you're taking and you're letting the enemy seeds plant into your heart, you're going to reap a harvest of wickedness. The choice is yours. Which, what are you going to allow to grow within you? 
right? It says, when the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, sir, the fields where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Shall we pull out the weeds, they asked? No, he replied. You'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles and burn them and put the wheat in the barn. See, now we, we this is the thing, right? It's back to the sword, right? Remember in Revelations, like we can even talk about the sickle when they when the angel was saying that um the earth is ripe for their harvest, get the sickle. Now let's let's equate that to the sword. The sword is gonna cut between your spirit and your flesh, right? So if you're hearing a word and you're getting convicted, but you do nothing about that conviction, you're allowing the weeds to stay within you. So when the time the harvest comes, you you're very well going to be destroyed with the harvest you get what i'm saying but if you separate the wheats from the weed and though you're going to go in the barn and the wickedness is just going to go into punishment but will you keep root will you keep these things rooted in you i pray that you get what i'm saying because you got to understand when you're sinning god is within you the kingdom of heaven is very near because he lives within you you are the temple of the lord and he will not tolerate wickedness you get what I'm saying? Yes, he's rich in mercy. Yes, he's rich in unfair love. But don't don't try to use God because that can run out. Okay? We are called to live a holy life. And people use all the time, we all fall short to the glory of God. Yes, that's true. But that's just a scripture to make your flesh feel good. Because when you when when you talk about people living holy. People want to be like, oh, but we, but we, but we're, we're, um, we're just flawed beings. Like that's just an excuse to keep yourself in your flesh because you can always strive for better. You get what I'm saying? You can always strive for better. You get what I'm saying? So another thing that the Lord brought into my spirit is you got to watch what people speak over you because if you've received that into your spirit, the words are words words are words jesus is the living word if you receive that and you let that take root and you begin to believe it it will reap a harvest you gotta you gotta uproot those words you gotta always ask the lord what's the final say he is the creator but if you take it upon yourself and you're just like well i'm going i'm gonna figure this out i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that no because those seeds can take roots and produce a harvest within you Include God in everything. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Always. God first. That means you tap within and you like, Father, what's good with what's going on? I know you heard him. I ain't receiving nothing until you say it. You get what I'm saying? Father, lead me into all truth. In the mighty name of Jesus. You get what I'm saying? Especially if your spirit ain't bearing witness. Because sometimes the Lord has a way, right? That your spirit bears witness with that spirit. You still should go back and you should always test the spirit by the spirit. But your spirit is going to bear witness with the spirit. But when it's just the uneasy 
it's just the you it's it's the the red flags that sticks out and the lord had told me he he said when i was working out he said warn my children of the spirit of delilah and you gotta remember delilah was sent on a mission to find out samson's weakness to set samson up and he told me to tell his children watch out for that spirit that's going to try to seek out your weakness Remember that you are strong. You got a strong man that lives within you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. And that takes me back to another thing the Lord was talking to while I was working out. We also got to take ourselves out of it because it's about God. God lives in us. It's the Lord, the, the enemy is trying to entice us to stay in our flesh, but the spirit is pulling us closer to God. And we have to, we, if you're, if Jesus is Lord, if you're surrendering to Jesus, this battle is not for you. But if you're in your flesh, you now become God's enemy. So when God is angry with you, it's going to affect you because the kingdom of heaven is within you. You get what I'm saying? I pray that you do. I want to, um, what is that? Luke 17. Hold on. Let's go to Luke 17, verse 20. One day the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. If I ever start reading too fast, just pause your sis, get to where you're going, then hit play, you know? You won't be able to say, here it is, or it's over there, for the kingdom of God is already among you. Then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when you will long to see the day when the son of man returns, but you won't see it. People will tell you, look, there there is the son of man, or here he is, but don't go out and follow them. For as the lightning flashes... And lights up the sky from one end to another. So will be on the day when the Son of Man comes. But first the Son must suffer terribly and must be rejected by this generation. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like in Noah's day. In those days, the people enjoy banquets and parties and weddings right up to, to the time that Noah entered his boat. And the flood came and destroyed them all. And the world will, And the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. People went about their daily business, eating, drinking, and buying and selling, farming and building until the morning lot left Sodom. Then fire burnt and burning sulfur ran down from the heaven and destroyed them all. Yes, it will be business as usual, right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, a person out on the deck of the roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return home. Remember what happened to Lot's wife. You hear what Jesus said? Gee, that's in the red, y'all. He said, you remember what happened to Lot's wife. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. If you let go of your life, you will save it. That night, two people will be asleep in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. Two will Women will be grinding in the fl- grinding flour together at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Where will this Where will this happen, Lord? The disciples asked. Jesus replied, "Just as the gathering of vultures show there is a carcass nearby, so these signs indicate that the end is near." Family, it's not time to be in your flesh because it's a suddenly of God. It's a suddenly. And you don't want to be partaking in business as usual all the way up until the time comes. Because you see that Jesus is telling, telling the disciples what to look for. 
like what things will be happening. But if you're not paying attention to the spirit, you won't hear it. Noah was Noah was really woke out in these streets because the Lord told Noah what to do and Noah did it. But if you are closing yourself off to what the spirit is speaking, it's going to catch you by surprise like the people in the days of Noah. God is not playing. Yes, he's rich in grace and mercy, but you see, he's telling you the son of man is going to come back. And what happened to the people that wasn't on Noah's ark? All those that did not take shelter, catch this, all that did not take shelter in the boat got destroyed. All that took shelter in the ark was safe, but the ones that didn't take shelter got destroyed. The flood came and it destroyed them all. It's not time to be in your flesh. It's not a time to use that as a band-aid that we all fall short to the glory of God. It's not time for that. No, it's not. It's time to feed our spirit man. Feed feed the nourishment that it needs. It's time to subdue sin and be its master. Yes, it's a learning process. And the Lord, he's, he's patient with you, with you knowing it being a learning process. He says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. He wants to teach you, but it's a difference between just reading things that make you feel good. Seeking God when you feel like when you want something, it's a difference. And God knows the difference. He knows man's heart. It's time to be on your knees, getting set free from yourself. Because who are you going to agree with? You cannot have two masters. Watch what people are speaking into your spirit. I hear the Lord saying that. Watch what people are speaking into your spirit. Because if you shall receive it. And it takes root. It will produce a harvest. I'm want to take you to Galatians 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens in this way. Obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to to help someone you are only fooling yourself you are not that important pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are each responsible for our own conduct those who are taught the word of god should provide for their teachers sharing all good things with them don't be misled you cannot mock the justice of god you will always harvest what you plant those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. God's word is so. Yes. 
we are to help each other. We need unity in the body. That's mandatory because a house divided cannot stand. And you emphasis on the body. You cannot be teamed up with carnal people. Because bad company corrupts good morals. The Lord is, is a suddenly of God. It's a suddenly. You see, Jesus just said it was business as usual. Business as usual. You feel me? I gotta remember. I can't remember if he was talking about Lot or uh, Noah, but let me give you a second. No, I think they was partying and stuff with Noah, and I think Lot was like business as usual, but we gonna go real quick. Be, <clears throat> we gonna go real quick. And the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. People went about their daily business, eating, drinking, buying, selling, farm, and building until the morning Lot left Sodom. The fire and the burning sulfur rained down from the heaven and destroyed them all. Yes, it will be business as usual right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Listen. In the last days, they say it's going to be a strong delusion. Okay? People are going to be saying, like, everything's peaceful. But there's no peace. It's time to open up your eyes. Get into the word of God. And start professing it over your life. Feed your spirit man. Okay. I'm going to take you all to the strong delusion. Give you just a second. Let's go to Second Thessalonians two. Let's go to verse two. Don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them, even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us. Don't be fooled by what they say, for the day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God, that he himself is God. Don't you don't you remember that I told you about all this? When I was with you, and you know what is holding him back, for he can be revealed only when his time comes. For this laws lawlessness is already at work secretly, and it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed, but the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by the splendor of his coming. Mm, I love that. He's so powerful. This man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. So God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. They will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. So let's go to the KJV version. Because I like to, when I say a word, I like to like, when I say strong delusion, give us a second. Verse 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie. That all might be damned who believed not the truth, but 
had pleasure in unrighteousness. If you and the Lord knows people's hearts, if you love wickedness more than good, more than God, you're going to fall under that strong delusion because you're you're thinking that it's okay to be evil. So don't think that God's doing it because oh well why would he do that? First of all, you don't question the creator. Okay? Can the can the clay talk to the potter? Can you tell him what to do? So that's first. Secondly, it says so God will cause them to be greatly deceived. Hold on, wait, let's go up a little higher. He uses every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. These people refuse to love and accept the truth that can save them. Don't be like that, family. Always want truth. Always have an appetite for truth. Want to know the truth. Don't just go by what somebody said. Everything is spiritual. Everything. Everything is spiritual. So you have to have a relationship with God. God, Jesus is every knee has to bend at the name of Jesus. Every knee has to bend. You need a relationship with him. Because this man of lawlessness. He's going to be able to deceive people who don't have a relationship with God, who refuse to have a relationship. You will get deceived. If you receive, if you refuse to know what the truth is, you're going to fall for a lie. You know that saying that be like, if you don't um, stand for nothing, you're going to fall for something. If you don't stand for nothing, if you don't stand for the truth, you're going to fall for a lie. God's words are spirit and their truth. I don't care how certified you might think a person is. You go back and you ask the father, what does he have to say? I don't care who it is. You go back and you ask him. Because if you're not seeking the truth, you're looking for a lie. Or is there anything else you want me to say to your children? I hear the Lord saying, it's his set time to favor his children. It's the set time to favor his children. Be in alignment with God. Be in alignment with his spirit. Tap within you. It's about within. Tap within you. He is so close. He is so close to you. He is within you. Okay? Family. I love y'all so much. This is just a quick word. I pray it blessed you. Um, I will, God willing, be back soon with another banger. (laughs) 
I love y'all so much. Let's say it together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.